Welcome to your favorite YouTube channel, Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. We are a daily YouTube channel with more than 1,500 vids. Uh, in the filmography, hit the search field uh, in the front page of the Cartoonist Kayfabe YouTube, and you're going to be able to uh, search for uh, through all those videos and watch some of your favorite comics getting talked about by the kings of Kayfabe. Uh, we have a Patreon where the King Kayfabers join us and can hang out in our new and improved uh, live stream as we record these videos completely mitigates the kayfabe effect and uh we have the cartoonist kayfabe tober prompts for you right now still a couple days left to go in october don't don't powder out uh continue to post these images tag us at us we will share as many of these as possible and it's always cool to see your handiwork without further ado jimmy we have this uh, handy dandy copy of uh, eight ball number seven right here and very specifically over the course of the past uh, week and a half, it occurred to me we didn't do a proper Art School Confidential video yet, man. It has a movie and everything inspired by three-page comic. Yeah, this is, thinking about this, one of Klaus, it's, it's hard to even say like most famous comics because he's got so many of them. Here's why it's famous. It's viral. Yeah. Uh, in, the, in, the, in the days before the internet, this thing was uh, Xeroxed and hand hand build around college campuses art programs tacked up on uh, the little bulletin board next to uh the 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 you know next week's events so uh viral before the term existed yeah you would read in interviews about Klaus hearing how it would be photocopied and photocopied and photocopied to the point of near illegibility right uh and passed around and it makes perfect sense like I don't know how many schools I've been to in their art departments, but it feels like every single one of them, you would have some stuff here that really cuts close. <laughs> like, like kind of painful if you're in the middle of those programs. Absolutely, man. Uh, and, and uh, you know, I went, I went to, to an art school for, for one year, and I feel like I have I've experienced each, each one of these panels, but there's some, there's some additions that one can do. Like, for instance, the, the critique session... Uh, I found in my experience and the people that I ask, I wonder, you know, like, was this your same deal? Or if I would just hear stories about the class critiques, the most vocal critics in the class amongst the students. And I guess, I guess what happened, you know, to explain to people that, that haven't been in such a program, you, you do the assignment for the week or whatever, you tack it up on the wall and then you and the class go across each piece talk about the pros and cons of each piece. Uh, and the the instructor kind of chimes in at first, typically, and then it's open to the room to talk about some things and to ask questions of the artist. And you just kind of go through uh, everybody's assignment. The most vocal critic is always the least talented person <laughs> uh, to a man. You know, that's that's never not been the case in, in, in my personal experience of what I heard from uh, lots of other people. It's such a great setup, and uh, I think it might be four pages, three or four pages, very, very short considering it spawns a movie and has such a reputation. But, like, it's almost, you could almost imagine this as being, like, that's your, that's actually a page. Right. Uh, which is amazing how dense this is. But going back to what I was saying about this being one of his most famous stories, except he has a whole catalog of famous stories, I think it's part of why I hold Klaus in high esteem, because anybody can do one great work. Yeah. Very few people can do two, let alone 10 or 12 or whatever is on his resume. And it's, it's remarkable that, you know, like this is 
such a short piece and yet it feels like it has everything there and it's almost like each of these pieces is its own component right like here Absolutely. we're going to just bust on the teacher you know here we're going to bust on the class like there's a whole story in almost each of these panels right and it doesn't feel it's not like oh, i'm bored of reading because this is like a novel in each panel not at all like it's it's kind of like peak cartooning in that there's a lot of economy and efficiency a lot is communicated in the art like it's all working together so it feels like you're getting a whole story even though it's one panel and now you spread that around three or four pages and it's like damn dude like this is just an evisceration <laughs> of art schools cartoonist kayfabe is brought to you by the books that we make out now hip-hop family tree omnibus thank you guys so much for supporting it and if you did not we still have some copies available uh there are two rounds of red room that are out there Anti-Social Network and Trigger Warnings, Crypto Killers, the third in the set is coming out in 2024 in January, and uh, X-Men Grand Design Trilogy Trade Paperback is coming to you in November. Another thing that's coming to you in November is the Street Angel Princess of Poverty collection that uh, is the companion piece to Street Angel Deadliest Girl Alive. Jimmy's been self-publishing over the course of uh, this past year, the BW Zine 1986 Zine and True Crime Funnies. And of course, Hulk Grand Design is out there on the stands, but uh, not for long. Now that we are done paying the bills, back to the video. It's fascinating. It hasn't lost any of its edge either. No. You uh, you do not need 8-Ball issue number 7 to get your hands on this comic. Uh, it's been collected in almost every big Dan Klaus collection from, I believe, Lout Rampage to, to uh, 20th Century 8-Ball to maybe the caricature uh I don't know if it's in that set. one or not it might be yeah but it's definitely been reprinted a lot i think it's in some of those like the dan Klaus reader right i think it's in there i think it's in the artist edition we're debating that yeah so, you know we couldn't uh i think it's in the uh the monograph i can't remember we looked at i think the caricature layouts in that book right. at one point uh but yes i mean it's one of his famous stories so like not hard to find it and and the way Apo works for for those who are new to the game, this is almost like uh, you know it's a single person ma anthology magazine. So so think of if Mad Magazine was by one person uh, at this at this stage of of Eight Ball's development. So this is a complete feature, and that's one of the remarkable things about Klaus and Eight Ball is that each feature he puts his all into. None of it is like really filler, right? You know, and uh, he's he's putting his all into each of these pieces. So this is a complete vision here, as you said, skewering. You basically just uh, hit, hitting everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, everybody, and, the students and, and the faculty, the pro, the, you, the school itself. You get the sense that this is when young Dan Klaus is going to school. This is what he's hoping to get. You know, like the the. He, we sh did that shoot interview with him and he said that, you know, his favorite teacher was the guy who taught lettering and every single other person in the class, like could care fucking less, but, uh, it was a, it was a technical pursuit. And so you got the teacher right there. This is a Photoshop. This is a photo airbrushing class. Mister, take your Picasso stuff and go to Paris. <laughs> um, one last piece. When you look at this, like the title, Art School Confidential, this is almost like those 50s educational scare right. movies, you know, like like this dude's going undercover to expose what's happening here, uh, a tell-all piece. It's very much of that time, and it feels like this is stuff that Klaus would collect. And whenever he's doing Lloyd Llewellyn, there's a lot of talk of it being this like 50s, 60s kind of, I don't want to say homage, but you know, it's clearly set in that era. In many ways, this is a reference to that era right. and, and to the filmmaking and even the the tone a little bit, but completely updated visually and 
subject matter, so it doesn't quite feel that way, but there's definitely some echoes of that media that he probably collected. <laughs> and uh, some of that stuff that Klaus experienced at Pratt, I think it stuck with them because it feels like there's some very specific <laughs> case samples here. And he, he will call attention to, to, uh, to a couple of those pieces. Uh, even in places like the Ghost World movie, he kind of perfected some of his thoughts about, you know, Art School Confidential in, in that where you have uh, Enid going to her art classes. You know, the famous tampon in the teacup thing is mentioned mm -hmm. in Ghost World. There's the... Uh, the one kid in class who just draws some like Thor like I just want to draw a guy with a big hammer. So that's <laughs> that's this kind of thing. I think there's a dude in the movie Art School Confidential and he draws cars. <laughs> like these kind of schlocky <laughs> cartoon cars. All of this stuff nails it, man. C cutting promos on the ugly art students, cutting promos on the ugly art models, the various attitudes of the different students. Yeah, it's it's archetypes. I love Joe Pro also, because you have that guy. You have that you have person who's it. just better than everybody else, better than the teacher. Who's yeah? Who's who's getting the work? Uh, these these guys. Uh, I think, you know, Rick Veach and, and Steve Vissett, like they were getting they were getting some juice. Uh, Tim Truman was getting some juice, and Joe Joe wanted to pump the brakes on that, and they had to build the professional works into the curriculum like into their grades and stuff like they you forego this bullshit assignment that you're having like the other kids do and then you turn in the record album cover that you're working on as as part of your assignment and it humbles everybody else but you do have the hopeless case too like when when i when i went away to to school there was a guy who who got expelled years before and this is like his second go around after begging and pleading Joe to, to like come back dude was double everybody's age and uh, I haven't seen any comics from, from that dude in 20 years uh, mom see we didn't have that though there wasn't there wasn't like mm. you know the, the house frau yeah uh, continuing kind of student but uh, I, I hear tell that 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 exists in, in uh, these programs I would have these people in um, Sometimes they'd be in like the general, you know, like the, the classes outside of the art department. I'm trying to think if I had any older students, but they were so different. And I look back now and it's like, they were the best students for the most part. Like they got their shit done. Yeah. You know, they were professional. They were mature. Yeah, of course. But, but it felt so weird being in a class and it'd be like, and they, and they were probably like 31. Right. You know what I mean? In my mind, they were like old and ready for retirement, but you know, not the way it goes when you're 18. This this phrase this like, is a great always panel. always hit me man because like you would hear that in every single class uh, you know only one student out of a hundred will find work in their chosen field the rest of you are wasting your time blah 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 like they like we we but got then the gag is the thought balloon that connects to every student being like I'll be the one right totally uh, you know that was that was rhetoric that was espoused constantly and uh, I remember like one of the top dogs. At, at art school, he saw this uh, comic I was working on, and I was using a stipple technique. And he's like, "What you gotta do is, you gotta get your foot in the door, and you gotta draw some Spider-Man comics. You bring in the bacon, and then you could take your time and you could do this kind of thing." And uh, you know, we have so and so in this in this school, and he and he he had some work at Fantagraphics, and he never made a, a dime. Like you're 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 in trouble if uh, if that's your entire pursuit. So it's like, and also, by the way, you're getting advice from people who are still there, like who need that $100 that Joe is given per week for, for the class. So 
but you're also that malleable mind. You're that young mind that you're looking to these people for expertise. But if they were experts, they probably wouldn't have time to be there. Yeah, right. Doing that sort of thing. So it's it's a very complicated pursuit because you also do get something out of that education. You know, I, I'm a very visual learner myself. So to see a guy really swing a brush and ink a, a clean line, well, if I see you do it, then I know that it's at least possible. My um my advisor was a was a painter, and she told a story for this version of the story was she had applied for a job. I can't remember what school, Michigan, somewhere like that, and it was 1,200 applicants for the position. And she's like. They must just take like the top thousand or eleven hundred applications and throw them in the garbage. Cause literally how could you go through that many? Right. And you know they're all relatively high, you know, quality. Like you're presumably a professional, advanced degree, you know, hopefully polished and proofread this this application. So it would just be impossible to weed through twelve hundred of those with, with nothing else to go on. I do I do wonder. And I would bet after about six, they're the same. I do wonder, because I do know many people who have, uh, well, I know several people who have went through several rounds of school uh, for the pursuit of comics, and they still can't tell a six-panel story, dude. So, like, I, th I think you probably clearly, like, look at some of that and be like, okay, chaff, 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 here's here's a good thing. I do wonder, like, we, we get we get lots of material that comes through, and uh, so much of it is good, but there will be the exceptional, you know, and, and you notice it. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of exceptional, think of how early this is in Klaus's career right. and how good this strip is. It's totally. hard to believe like what he's evolved from this strip because like, I don't know, man, it feels like this could be a pinnacle for most cartoonists. This would be better than anything they've ever done. This piece right here rings, <laughs> rings so true to me. Uh, there were works of art I'd give anything to see again. And, and he's trying to, he's trying to approximate, you know, this image that, that he remembers from school. And I have my versions of that. Uh, and, and, but it's never, in my mind, it's never like an insulting thing, except, well, see, that's not true. Cause like there's, a, was this one kid who drew, like he had several things that he liked to draw. It was the kid that like in your young high school life might be able to draw a Mac 10 really well and draw that over and over again and then you know on the flip side you have the horse girl right, right. who could draw yeah, yeah. the horse this dude would draw pre predator <laughs> a front-on view of voltron which became his nickname voltron and uh zappy eyes and so like every uh, like the cable eye yeah so every assignment had that built into it and it one story we did was like do a do a two-page origin <laughs> of batman and and there were zappy eyes and voltrons in that mixture but he also drew the the his famous piece was uh, a splash page and he had he had um clouds behind the sun like clouds in the sky and then the clouds get cut off by the sun <laughs> and it, that way it was famous at school like it was it, <laughs> that was funny. that was a much xerox that's piece very funny <laughs> that we uh passed around and of course the the kid was not l listening and doing the assignments and you know this is no this is not a uh, Wes wesley willis of comics type character this is a schmuck and he and he got kicked out like it'll take a lot for joe kubert to not take your fucking loot i was gonna say it takes a lot for most schools right and and so like he pushed all those teachers to the brink where Joe was like, okay, man, I guess I'm gonna have to give you, you know, a 40% you kick back of, of what you what you put in. And uh, he, all the drawing tables, they had this like, this uh, 
like green cover and it was kind of like uh, wood glued or epoxied on uh, just because before that kids were using exactos on the tabletops and shit and they wanted to prevent that so uh, he he pulled his off and got everybody to sign it and uh, as he's leaving after expulsion he, he like looks back and he's like all right everybody I'll see you at the top and uh, somebody in the class was like What's the top? Is that a restaurant? <laughs> that's, that's so sad. That guy had such a good line and then someone shits on it. With a better line. Yeah, right. Um, man, I love this panel and it's the lettering. That's the saddest, most perfect sound effect. And it's because it's small. Right. Like, it's so good. It's such a, it's, it's phenomenal. Fantastic body language built in there. No better facial experience for that piece and notice that very specifically it's Pratt Institute Bachelor of Fine Arts which Klaus does make it a point <laughs> at, at the very beginning to put D Klaus BFA <laughs> right there just shitting on the whole institution and uh, you know I was I, I recently read Kitchen Confidential Anthony Bourdain and, and he's going over statistics of um, you know restaurants that fail and we know about statistics with like comic shops that fail and stuff like that. And in and the statistics, you know, the one in a hundred statistic that was given here, um, it's because most people are hacky, really. Like the dedicated person who's who really kind of has no plan B and is really putting all their effort to it, they're gonna they're gonna probably do well that like it's the serial and Bourdain points it out in the book it's a serial entrepreneur people who uh are trying to have a lot of businesses and they're like oh we'll put a restaurant in here who don't have that dedication to kind of keep the thing going so you could read this of two minds you can you can you know it's it's one of those things where it's like it feels insurmountable where you're like oh man it's it's tough but if you you know are running away from home and joining the circus which is comics you, you, you got a good shot. You just got to kind of put it put in that high level of dedication. But you know what this part also reminds me of is that sequence in understanding comics where Scott McCloud is breaking down the possible job opportunities that that are in comics where it's like one person, you could be an assistant to a bigger person. Uh, another person can have a very sound skill set, be the artist artist. You're sitting at the con with no uh, people coming up to you and you look over at the hot shot and you know you cross your arms and smile and say he can't even draw backgrounds and like that type of <laughs> shit so a lot of ways to skin the cat yeah definitely it'd be interesting to contrast this with like one of those early uh early 20th century books that are like all the jobs in comics right you know because because they used to pitch that like ink companies would make those yeah. books it was amazing um, I love this too. Like it closes out on one last final shot where like the art teacher who's doing uh, spot illustrations for plumbing, <laughs> plumbing textbooks is shitting on the student who wants to make comics. I love it because that's another piece that like ranks so true. And thankfully I had Klaus in the back of my mind before I went off to art school. So he's dropping some science right here. He's dropping some game and by making fun uh, of things in these situations. And you can imagine that this is the kind of th thing that would cause this comic to go viral like maybe even this yep. panel gets blown up and you fucking put it on you you don't shine the apple and put it on the teacher's desk you slap that one down because uh my you know my teachers were guys who were drawing um coloring books and they were drawing uh stuff that would be on scratch off lottery tickets and shit like that so you have to consider the source 
whenever you're endeavoring to become a pro in the game or something like you have to consider the source and, and like who is who is your instructor like like what kind of stripes do they have and you know if 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 the, if the stripes are coloring books you know you maybe you you uh take it with a grain of salt a little bit it is interesting to think like whenever you're the student in the critique you're paying that school a whole bunch of money to put your drawing up on the wall and have somebody tear it apart meanwhile once somebody comes in with the check then everybody's just happy enough to do their plumbing textbook illustration you know it's like a totally different it's like the rules change yeah i don't know about that man like i mean you you do it to kind of keep the head above water at a certain point but there are uh, much bigger pursuits out there that can be accomplished if uh yeah, you agree. put in that level of dedication another note on this comic is i feel like it works really well as individual pa panels like Absolutely. you talk about like that could be a viral it's a, panel. it's a cartoon almost any of them could be that way yeah and it's very divorced from say like i don't know when this comes out i think it's early 90s but divorced from say an image style where it's like i'm gonna make each page have an anchor and it's gonna right. be almost like the page is the thing like i'm gonna sell this page as opposed to like each panel is its own strong composition could stand on its own i think that's pretty cool um, something that I remember becoming conscious of at some point where it was like, make each panel a strong composite. You know, like yeah. they should stand on their own and they should work on the page. And then finally, I wonder what Klaus' financial situation is like when he's making this. Mm -hmm. Like, is his income coming from illustration versus this comic? Because, I mean, seven issues in, like, it's not like there's a bunch of book collections. There might be one or two, but... And even still, a yeah, like, couple I, thousand copies yeah. a piece or so something. I, I, I kind of wonder about that, too, where, like, this is still almost like he's believing in it or has to do it. It's compulsory, right. but it's not the... You know, it's it's almost a sacrifice in a way, making this at the time, probably for uh, paying bills and things. Yeah, totally. I think that uh, in our shoot interview with Dan, uh, we we asked some of those questions. And, and these are questions that I ask almost every single independent cartoonist who was making strong work at, at this era. I asked it of Dave Cooper. I asked it of Seth. How, how, how does it work? Because I know I know what the royalties are and, and I know roundabouts what what these sold so so how do you supplement and he said that it was that catalog of original art that sustained him through many 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 lean years so in effect with the audience that he built which was an expensive audience was a seinfeld audience the way that they described that show it's like it wasn't the biggest amount of people but it was a very expensive audience and he had people you know bob odenkirk and and uh you know, Crispin Glover, like these are people that like wrote intros for his books, uh, uh, Simpsons writers, people with some some loot in the in their in their pockets, and these these comics are essentially catalogs of his his artwork as well, and then you know he has his own little co catalog that you send you know you send a dollar to him and he sends you the thing and what the prices are, so getting rid of pages helped. Uh, Keep, keep him going for a long time man and you think like what that for what those pages are now he told the story on the channel i implore everybody check out that that shoot interview uh where i asked him like dan can you can you tell us some 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 scary stories because i know people that bought 150 dollar uh, eight ball pages and he was like you know the scariest thing was and thankfully it has a happy ending is that he had uh ghost world pages title pages with the letter set and everything he said that like oh you know i'll, I'll make these pages 
$50 more than the other pages in the book. He said he learned all this stuff from Bob Burden and, and, <laughs> and, and uh, how, how, to, how to swag sales and test it, test psychology. Uh, and those pages did not sell. And then after that show, like he was like, you know, I'll just hang on to these. Because uh, certainly having a big book is more valuable. You know, having every page in a book is more sure. valuable than piecemeal pages. Uh, anyhow. We could talk about this all day. Uh, there had to be a dedicated Art School Confidential video on the Kayfabe channel. 1,500 videos in and we didn't do it. Feels feels like a crime. Good to go, Jimmy. Yes. Like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell so that we can notify you when new videos are available. We are a daily YouTube channel with more than 1,500 videos at your disposal. We might have talked about some of your favorites. So search for your favorite uh, comics on the front page of the kayfabe youtube channel hit the magnifying glass search for your favorites check out those episodes if we did not talk about your favorite comics you have to let us know in the comments so that we can push your faves a little bit higher up on our uh, two read piles and make those uh, episodes for you as soon as possible the patreon exists for the king kayfabers to get all of the videos before anybody else does uh it mitigates the kayfabe effect the things that we talk about on this channel things like uh the, you know the escapo trade paperback whatever uh they become very expensive if you can even find them online at all and it's always the king kayfabers who get earliest dibs at those copies by getting the fully produced videos plus the live stream recording sessions that we do while we produce the videos ultimately though the videos are brought to you by the books that we make before you is a good smattering of uh, our bibliography but we uh, make new comics all the time so jimmy let the people know what you got i've been self-publishing lately i have true crime funnies a collection of three short non-fiction stories 1986 zine is a celebration of the greatest year in comics history 1986 looking at everything from dark knight to mouse to uh, teenage mutant ninja turtles and their many ripoffs and the bw zine Looking at the black and white explosion, self-publishing, and small press books of the 1980s. These are all available right now on my website, jimrug.com. Coming up in November, I will have a new volume of Street Angel. Street Angel Princess of Poverty will be out from Image Comics at the end of November. You can pre-order or reserve that one now. It is a companion piece to Street Angel, Deadliest Girl Alive, also available from Image Comics. Together, these two books will collect all of my Street Angel comics that I have created so far. And finally, Hulk Grand Design, my contribution to the Grand Design stories, one of the books I'm most proud of making. This thing is out of print at the distro level, which means if it's at your comic shop, scoop it up because it is going to disappear and be hard to replace. Prices are already going up online for these, so if you haven't added Hulk Grand Design to your collection yet, do that now. The Hip Hop Family Tree Omnibus is out there in full effect. Thank you guys so much for supporting it if you did. And if you have not yet, uh, right at this moment at least, uh, there's there's some steep discounts online that you could find if you don't have a good comic shop in town. 504 pages with about 140 plus pages of additional material. Uh, it's going to serve all customers. The, the people who uh, read Hip Hop Family Tree in the past, you're getting a lot more material to, uh, to chew on. And if you've never seen Hip Hop Family Tree before, like now is the time. We're generating new readership with this uh, latest Hip Hop Family Tree omnibus. Let's sell it out before uh, 2023 closes out the calendar year. I think that's a noble goal, and, and we're uh, more than 75% of the way toward that goal. Not the only holiday piece I'm having uh, come out in 2023. There's going to be an X-Men Grand Design Trilogy trade paperback uh, coming to you. It's going to include all of my X-Men Grand Design works uh, in one handy uh, package. It's going to be the size of a comic. It's going to be smaller than the Hip Hop Family Tree Size Big Books, but uh, that is coming to you in November. 
Red Room has been the focus for the past couple of years. There are two trade paperbacks out right now, uh, the Anti-Social Network and Trigger Warnings. Third's going to come to you in January. It's called Crypto Killers. And uh, right now I am serializing my daily strip uh, exclusively to my Patreon. Uh, it's going to—it's called Switchblade Shorties. It's going to be coming out January 1st, 2024. But you can uh, get a leg up and, and uh, check out those comics before they see the light of day to Gen Pop. Plus I uh, do streams every now and then here on the kayfabe channel producing new uh new comic pages and new new strips for that series so thank you guys who have been uh, supporting that let's keep that rocking uh the books are the absolute most important part of uh keeping cartoonist kayfabe sustainable uh to the point where jimmy and i could uh, collaborate and put these videos together uh, there are, however, some other ways to support uh, the channel. Jimmy, let the people know. Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts, merchandise, hats, stickers, and more at our spread shop. That link is also under this video. All good ways to support the channel. Give them some marching orders, Jimmy, and we'll be on our way. Read more comics.